0: The florist's world is filled with big budget, Instagram-worthy moments, leaving so many florists feeling inadequate or discouraged because this isn't the type of work that they're attracting. But the bigger issue I see florists struggle with is being overwhelmed and exhausted, and frankly, counting down the days till the end of wedding season. If you are struggling keeping up with the day-to-day details of your business like proposals, ordering product, client meetings, and then getting this week's wedding done, all while trying to balance kids, a day job, self-care, and whatever else gets thrown your way. I'm Jenny Beck, and I am going to help you feel so much lighter in your business. I believe that today you can start to change your business and your life, and I'm here to help. I used to struggle with pricing. Everyone needed a deal because I felt like that was the path of growing my business. But in the end, I was needing to do more and more weddings and my calendar filled up with uninspiring work. I came to a point I couldn't do it anymore. Through coaching, courses, masterminds, and a lot of self-work, that has all changed. I feel creatively inspired, have the resources to work on my business and not constantly in my business, all while making impactful money, being a more present mom, and feeling balance in my life and business. Whether this is your side hustle, your mom hustle, or your everyday hustle, this podcast is the place for all the juicy details of creating a business you adore. Flower friend, my name is Jen, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, flower friends, this is Jen, and you're listening to the Floral Hustle Podcast. Today, we're gonna talk about profit. And specifically how to make profit, not a bad word. I for years and years struggled in my business. I felt like I just literally had to give everyone this great deal and that my path of success was built on just doing tons of weddings and building this network of um, referrals and experience. And I genuinely love being a florist. I love. Helping people, um, but i I literally I was giving away the farm i I felt like profit was a bad word, like me telling them what the cost on something with profit built in was just uh, had all these negative feelings wrapped around it, and that is just not the case i I really started making my whole business a hobby and uh, That's not the place that you want to run an actual business. If it is, you can always choose to make it. But with that, there is a lot of potential risks involved. If you are running a hobby and not running a business, Uh, if the prices of flowers change and you've underbid it, you're nine times out of 10 going to just bite the bullet and pay for those more expensive flowers. So having profit built into your business is critical. And so we need to change that narrative of how you feel about that. Uh, because when I wanted to start making money, I was at that point attracting a not my ideal client. I was attracting people that wanted everything really cheap. Uh, I was attracting a lot of barn weddings. I was attracting people that um, didn't value my, my work, my design style. Um, the lushness, the fullness of my work, my portfolio, and what I could actually accomplish. And I just literally just kept repeating this cycle of couples that just didn't feel good because I had created from the get-go all of these customers. And then they're, they're referring, obviously, their, their friends who have a similar mindset. Who you surround yourself with is going to uh, really, you know, either be this is your your type of person. I'm a, I am somebody that lives in this mindset. I live in this budget. You're usually going to get a similar referral from a bride, in my opinion. Um, they're going to be a similar type of experience for you. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit better experience. Sometimes it's a worse experience. But if you want to attract a different client, You need to change a lot of things. And so that's what I did. I actually I went through and not only did I have to go through this uh, complete mindset shift that making profit wasn't a bad, um, bad thing. I felt like I needed to change my identity. And so I actually completely rebranded my business. I went and Uh, I went through and I made a new logo and I did all those things. And even with this elevated look and all of these things, I felt like I was still attracting the same client. And so I wasn't in love with my name anymore. Anyways, I made the big leap and I changed my business name. I used to be Simply Stated Elegance. I actually still have the website up because I owned it for so long. I just felt like I wanted to have it up and then I could create a gateway to explaining once I received that inquiry, um, the change in uh, the name, the change in the direction of the business, uh, because that experience wasn't the experience I was delivering anymore. And so it was it was a big change, but I am so grateful that I did because I am attracting and I don't know if it's the name or my mindset, but I am attracting a different client right now. I have elevated my business so much, not only with my design, it gave me more confidence in my design, but it really started making me think that I, I want to elevate my business to a level of, of profitability that's really impactful for my family. And I mean, years ago, I, if I, even though I was doing a ton of work, like there was a minimal uh, value on our tax return. Because, of course, we did try to write a lot of things off against the business. But it it just at the end of the year, I just felt like, why am I doing this? Like this sh- I'm putting a lot of work on. This should be impactful. But a lot of times and I actually see people do this in a lot of the Facebook groups that I watch is they post a picture and they go, how much should this be? What would you guys price this at? And I think that that is different for everyone. And here's why. For one, you might not copy that recipe, that photo exactly. So that is a big uh, variance because if you're using, you know, a third of the flowers or if you're using, you know, 1.5, the amount of flowers that are in that photo, or if you have a hard time even estimating in that photo, like the person that you're asking is not you. So if you listen to my um, three steps to easier installations, I do talk about a very similar, a simple formula for pricing installations that is fast, easy, and um, gives you wiggle room to you know make it area over here, make it denser over here by using just a square footage formula, uh, which is just so easy in comparison to figuring out every single chunk of that installation and then pricing it out, but what a lot of people don't realize is that there's a lot of other variables that come into what this should cost. Not only is it the, uh, you know, the vase and the flowers that are in it, but your business kind of runs with a different cost structure than another business. You have a lot of other things to pay for. And I'll just go through some of my expenses just to To give a little, um, give a little introspection into, because most people are looking at that one transaction, but that one transaction and then the next one are needing to cover your operating costs. And if you are not looking at your operating costs and, and making sure that those are covered, just globally, you're going to be in trouble because those expenses can creep up. Uh, So some expenses that I make sure that I want to cover is my phone, uh, my vehicle, my van is covered by this business. And so I literally have my gas expenses and I'm not a tax person, so I'm not giving tax advice. But these are some things that are expenses to my business that uh, I might be making, you know, a profit here, a profit there. But I need to make sure globally the profit that I'm making in my business covers my expenses. and. Unless you're near tax time, which I just went through um, some tax, uh, you know, kind of a tax recap to make sure that uh, what things were looking like for the next year, um, for this year's taxes, um, how much should I pay myself, you know, all the different variables. So with that, I have also we operate the studio out of the garage It's actually the reason why I bought my home. I walked into the um, the garage. It was a two-and-a-half by two-and-a-half car garage that was heated, had a water source in it, and I, I was just like, "Yep, yeah, this is my house. I need this house because I wanted to be close. Uh, I was seven months pregnant when I bought uh, this house with my daughter, and I wanted to be able to have the floral business really close so that I could bring her out here and I wanted to have a space that we could grow, uh, which I felt like the space we could. And so I actually pay, like I rent this because we use the entire um, garage as the studio. So I rent that back to my personal self. And so I need to cover that expense. I also need to cover a portion of the electricity. Uh, I need to cover a portion of the water bill. I need to cover a portion of my phone bill. I need to cover a portion of the internet bill. I need to cover uh, my uh, van insurance. I need to cover my website. I need to cover any uh, additional subscriptions that I have from a personal development standpoint. Uh, like if you're in some type of membership or if you're in a mastermind or if you're buying courses, like all those things need to be covered. Then you need to pay yourself. And you need to pay help, freelancers. So it's really easy to look at one single item or one transaction, which is why I was talking about when people post how much should this cost in the Facebook groups. Because they're like, okay, I'm seeing about $100 in flowers. So I was thinking like a three times markup. And so I'm going to price it at 300 plus labor of 10%. Well, is, is that where you should be. If you can take this time before you've booked a whole bunch of weddings and really think, okay, eh, what are my operating expenses? Because that is going to dig into your profit. So you need to understand that first. Then you need to understand, okay, how much do I need to make to make this successful? And then back into that equation So on a quarterly basis, I need to pay myself this to make this work. As a minimum, I want to potentially also have the business contribute and myself contribute to a 401k. So then we got to put that into the equation. And then you need to map out. And if you don't have a tax professional, a tax professional should be able to help you with this. I know mine does. The previous one I had did. It is a great resource because they, they live in the weeds of people doing this every day. I actually, I'm pretty lucky because my tax person has several florists, which is nice because then she has experience. They have retail shops. I'm her only studio florist, but they have that experience of seeing what other florists are dealing with. She's asked me about expenses that I was like, huh. I never even thought about that. Um that is a good idea. Why did why didn't I think about that? So they it's just more introspection because you are running a business to be profitable to pay yourself and to make this worth it. So knowing all your numbers, they might see some deductions potentially that you might not have seen. So that also is a super great resource as well. So take some time now. Figure out okay, What do I need to pay myself this year? What are my operating expenses? Where do I want to take my business this year? And what investments in myself, in my business, do I want to make? Then step back and just back into all of those numbers and then figure out, okay, with this, I will need to do X amount of weddings with... X amount of average um, cost. Let's say I need an average of a $5,000 wedding and I need to do 25 of them. Or I need an average of a $10,000 wedding and I want to do 10 of them. Whatever it is, look at what your average is right now and, and use that guidance to help make that decision. And then try to meet with a professional and get some advice on like, what your profit margin looks like, what your operating expenses are, because they're going to make suggestions for you. And if you don't have that person, have a flower friend that literally will help you, you know, if they are that kind of friend. And I hope you have those kind of friendships that you like, will you ever, will you look at like what I'm spending? I don't know if I'm spending too much. I don't know if I'm not spending enough. Like this is what my average wedding is. This is what um, I'm spending in labor. Like, what do you think? And if you don't have that person, I can be that person for you. I do one-on-one sessions. We can do um, just a single one-on-one session. That you can send me all that information ahead of time, and I will look at your books. I will look at everything to see, like, are you wasting money? Are you in a good place? Are you at a point where you maybe could take on a little bit more risk, and that would help you grow your business? Uh, and then, if that isn't something you're interested, I also do monthly coaching, and so we could actually. On a monthly ongoing basis, like set some objectives, set some goals, and really build a plan to make those goals happen. You know, if you're building an action plan of all these things you want, you might need somebody to help support you. I know I personally, in my floral business, I invested over $20,000 in personal development this past year. And that might seem absolutely crazy. Um, Because five years ago, me, that was absolutely crazy. Who would do that? I am so much more of a florist, of a human being, of like my mind thinks differently because of who I've surrounded myself with. So if you are looking to really grow, you might need to grow your circle. You might need to get a coach. You might need to just. To bring yourself to another level, you just might need additional tools. And there's expenses with that. But those are tax deductions. Uh, talk to your tax professional because I there's a line on my taxes that I basically deduct education. And that could be coaches that was coaches for me. I've hired several coaches. Um, I actually flew to Arizona and did a one-day intensive with someone that I absolutely adored, that I wanted to be in her. Energy. I wanted to be, um, you know, around someone who thinks like that, that thinks bigger. And I have um, some courses that I bought uh, this past year. I think I bought a Flour Society like Bloom Bundle and things like that. I mean, I love learning, and so I know that that's an investment, and that's an investment that I look at at the beginning of the year to uh, really equalize. Uh, and really stay in that area of profitability that I need my business to be in for it to, to make sense on so many different levels. So profit is not a bad word. And I hope that's led a little bit of insight into maybe changing the way you think about it. And I hope it did Please let me know if this episode was helpful. DM me on Instagram with your biggest takeaways or do a screenshot of the episode and tag me with your biggest takeaways. That would be so appreciated. I hope you have a great week, Flower Friend, and thank you so much for listening. Friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found value or today's episode was helpful, please head to your podcast player of choice and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every week of new episodes. And while you're there, please go and leave a review. Reviews are so important for getting this message out to all of our other flower friends. Also, if you are wanting additional support, head on over to Facebook and join the Floral Hustle Facebook group, which is a place for like-minded floralpreneurs wanting a more aligned and more profitable floral business. Flower friend, have a fun-filled flower week.